what my animals have told me. 28th of April, 2018. Did you know you can bring your beloved animals back to you when they pass on? This is my experience, several times over in fact, and they don't necessarily return as the same species. I found my current house cat, Bringwin, at a local cat rescue centre. Despite vowing never to have a long-haired cat again, he caught my eye because his markings were virtually identical to a cat I'd loved and lost a couple of years previously. I was speechless when I saw him, as it could have been her. I also lost a much-beloved Jack Russell Terrier shortly after the cat. Both were elderly when they went and had been best buddies. Then, a little later, I lost a special horse. Three in the space of a few years. Their names were Pansy, Benjamin and Norris, respectively. It turns out all three have returned to me, wrapped up in the furry little feline Bringwin, who is the love of my life, along with my Arabian princeling talisman, his pal. He has all three of their personalities and characteristics down to a T, and Norris had the characteristics of another special horse I'd loved and lost before him. I used to feel sad that our wonderful animals had such short lives compared to ours, but I now know they can be with us forever, if we want them to. Something else I've discovered over many years of having an animal family is that they have much more sophisticated means of communication than the limited vocabulary of whinnies, meows and woofs we attribute to them. Whilst it's recognised that body language is a powerful training tool, because animals use it in their own social groups, I've also found they are masters of telepathy, so we can use this to communicate with them too. Most people who have cats and dogs will have had some experience of this, for example arriving home to find your beloved pet waiting for you. The way I use telepathy to communicate with my animals is to say their name several times to get their attention and then talk to them while I simultaneously project a visual image of what I'm saying. The picture should be as if the animal is looking out of their own eyes. I've used this in so many different ways, but here is one example. Horses often get stressed when they see their limo on the yard and realise they're going somewhere. Much projectile pooing usually follows. So I began to show my horses a picture of what they were going to do when they arrived at the destination or a picture of where they were going if they'd been there before. A big sigh usually followed and they calmed down. This is a fun technique to experiment with on your animals. On a slightly different subject, we're not the only ones with past lives, it seems. I have had numerous past life readings on my horses and cats from a variety of people who have the gift of being able to communicate with animals. Generally, I use an animal communicator when I've drawn a blank on a particular behavioural or health issue and need information directly from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Often this brings up previous lives I've had with my horses. But in all cases, it has provided answers and was a beautiful moving experience, which was healing. Our animals frequently have wise messages for us too. The experience of hearing what they've had to say has put a completely different perspective on animal consciousness and intelligence for me, as well as how to train them, as they don't think in linear time as we do. They tend to cluster similar experiences together in their memory. 
I'd like to share with you a few of the messages my animals have given me over the years. The first horse I had in my adult life went off his food at a certain time every year. He wouldn't eat his twice-daily feed rations and dropped weight. It was at the change from autumn to winter. He told the horse communicator that the grass loses its sweetness at this time and is bland. So if his stable food was also bland, he wasn't inclined to eat it. But he could be encouraged to do so if something sweet was added. A little molasses was duly included in his daily rations and he licked the bowl clean. Simple. On another occasion, I had a horse that was always in your face and not in a good way. He would nip and bump me and interact in any way he could. If I was on the yard and he was in the stable, he'd bang the door, shake his head, whinny and generally create a fuss every time he saw me. It became very annoying. He told the horse communicator he'd been a war horse in one of the great French wars. His soldier was shot and slumped over his back, barely conscious, and they wandered away from the battlefield. The horse was exhausted and stumbled into a ditch. He was stuck and couldn't get out. After the battle, he and the soldier were found, and the soldier was pulled out of the ditch. Normally, if a horse couldn't be rescued, it was shot, but for some reason he wasn't. He kept calling for help to no avail, and eventually drowned in the rainwater which filled the ditch up. The emotional hangover in this lifetime was the constant cry for attention, through any form of interaction possible. Knowing that helped enormously, as I could understand him rather than get cross, and the problem lessened over time. Another example was provided by my cat Pansy. When a psychic friend came to stay, Pansy made her presence known continually, which was unusual. My friend thought she had something to say, and indeed she had. In fact, at that time, Pansy was called Fanny, short for Mavanwi. She told us that domestic animals have house names, the ones we call them, but they also have proper names. Her name, and I quote, was Panzala III, like my mother and my grandmother before her. Henceforth, I changed her name to Pansy, and she bestowed upon me much more affection and attention, which was a great honour, given she was of such esteemed bloodlines.